They were chewy. <laughs> chewy. Oh, burn. Dude. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeandrum.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media. And if you can, give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this show all about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, well, they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There is a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is what this podcast is all about. Each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning. We then hit the main topic and finish with some do-betters and can't-do-betters as well. So while it may not be 1215 in Rome, we are treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. Rome. Brian. Eric. What's up with you, buddy? Hey. Um, man, I have my son here. It's kind of surreal. Yeah, you do. I'm responsible for a person, and he's here. And um, Yeah, he is. It's pretty crazy. It is crazy. So that's one of my goods for this week, absolutely. Good. Is is him being here. Um, I, and I can't, I, just, I don't know. I don't have the words. It's 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 kind of hitting me right now. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. um, I do want to say hi to Aunt Phil. Phyllis Johnson is watching. Hello. There she is. Uh, and so thank you for watching. Um, we also took the cover off the pool. Yeah, you did. And it was the best opening of the pool we've ever had. Because it How was come? so easy. We got a new cover last year yes. at, at the end of fall. I'm <clears throat> sorry, at the end of the season last year. And uh, it's one of those ones where it's like um, like it's it's on springs and it's, it's mounted into the deck. And so you can walk on it if you like it's a safety cover. Hmm. But it was also incredibly easy as we took the springs off on each side just to start pulling it back. Um, it's it was really light, uh, and and there was no water or leaves on it, like dead wet leaves on it. And that's been the challenge the past you know since we've had the pool. We've always had a cover that's gone down into the pool. It's an in ground pool, mm-hmm. and so all the all the the dead stuff and all the water pools on top. And even as much as you pump off the cover, there's still water on it. And even if you have a couple you know, 20 gallons, 30 gallons of water that you can't pump off it with all that dead leaves and stuff. You guys have been there to help me open it yeah, before. Have. And it's like, it can be, it can be a real pain. It's unbelievable how heavy it is. So like, heavy. it doesn't look, there's like, oh, we can, we can get this up. It takes like every one of us. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. So this one, it was just Lexus and I, we did it in five minutes. We just kept, you know, pulling back sections and, and folding it up. And it was, it was amazing. So it's awesome. yeah, that was my good. Um, because that saves you so much time. So much time and energy. Right? Yep. 
more time for fun, mm-hmm. more time for more work of painting. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the next thing. And I had Jay, I had your brother out uh, yesterday oh. to to start giving me an estimate. Um, I think we're going to go a different direction as far as what I want to do to treat it, mm-hmm. but um, it's going to be a lot simpler than what I was originally going to do. Is he able to help you? Um, I don't know yet. He, uh, yeah, I, I have to get back in touch with him. Dog the, girl painting, not a sponsor, girl, not a not a sponsor. Um, but we were originally going to put the, like this liquid rubber, um, but we've already have it down there, and it's it's a lifetime warranty. So I talked to our pool guy Tim. Got a guy. Yeah, got a guy. Um, and he just said, "Look, you can you can just paint over what you have. Just make sure you really like acid wash it and clean it well." So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have um, and Tom uh, recommended somebody to me, uh, mm. or is going to recommend somebody to me to wash it, to acid wash it, and then we're just going to paint it. So it's going to be pretty easy. Um, well, easy should be less expensive than difficult and complicated. Yeah, it, it's going to be a lot less expensive. And I, honestly, I wasn't worried about the cost. I just want it to be done right. Yeah. But um, I want to get to that place in my life. <laughs> Well, I mean, not that I wasn't worried about the cost, but um, it was like, I, I would rather pay a little bit more and do it right and have it last a lot longer, you know? You're so, not living in a world of like, how much is this going to cost? Which is great. Right. I need yeah. I need to shave off 20 bucks because I can't do that. You know what right, I mean? Right, like, right, right. Like yeah. It's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to get to that place. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God uh, I celebrate that I'm there and I join, yeah. I join you in that. Job. No, I join you in yeah. celebrating that. Too bad I took that from I you. join you I in so my success. <laughs> Lots of joining. <laughs> Lots of There's, that's what that's what we do at the table. Um, the bad, and this happened since we didn't have a podcast last week. I just figured I could still use it. Um, well, I'm using that for my good, so it's fine. Yeah. So Easter Sunday, um, we did our whole Easter festivities the Saturday, like last Saturday, you know, like two Saturdays ago, whatever, on uh, the day before Easter. So Easter Sunday. Um, Abby and Ethan and myself went out to the mountains and we just had a great day. Just a fantastic day. The, the weather was beautiful. Mm-hmm. We did so much hiking. We took our dog Chalupa and went to a waterfall and just they biked around. Um, and it was just a great day and came home. And as I was going to bed that night, I, I went to like, I was just beat when I got home. Like we just, we did so much walking and, and, and we're out all day. And so I got home and it was like six thirty, seven o'clock and I laid down on the couch and I'm just like, I was just drained. And I mean, I go hard on the weekends anyways with hockey on Friday nights yeah. and you know, it's, it's, those are late nights and it takes me like all weekend to recover. And then, so anyways, I'm just, I'm laying on the couch. It's, it's seven thirty, eight o'clock. Finally, I'm like, man, I'm going to bed. And, um, like as I was laying down and getting ready to go to bed, I started to get like a chill and like, like, like a, like a, a fever type chill. Yeah. And, um, I, I like it was like, oh, this is weird. And I went to sleep. I woke up about an hour later, like literally shaking in bed. And all that night, I, I was I went between like like I was literally dripping sweat, like 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 as if I was playing hockey, sweat, and and completely so cold, frozen, shivering, uh, like and all night. I just I probably got like maybe an hour, two hours oh. of sleep. And then That's I, like the worst. and then I like. At one point, I fell into a sleep, and then I woke up, and it was like six thirty. And I woke up, and I went, like my shirt is just drenched. Like I took my shirt off, but I woke up, and I went, "All right, I'm good." <laughs> like, like it was a it just fe- went through you. It was a fever that hit me. Like wow. I didn't have any. Like there was no nausea, like stomach, like no nausea or anything like that. It was just a fever, hmm. and then it was gone. And I woke up, and like I was tired, but so I took half a day. I told my boss, I was like, "Man, this is what happened. I took half a day," but it was it was like. Boom, and then boom, and it was gone. And you're not a worrier. Uh, well, I, yeah, I don't worry. Right. 
That's a good thing because I would be like, "Why?" Well, Why? and I was like, "Well, and I, well, but I was laying there, like I didn't have a thought. I was like, "Is this the COVID? If this is the COVID, there's a lot of people that can't handle their COVID." But you know, that's just me. <laughs> and you know, I really thought you were going with. Oh, there's a lot of people I got to tell, and I, yeah. that I've been with. No, 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 no. and I would have done that. You would but write like, to derision. Yeah. <laughs> but so, anyways, it worked out fine, and like I was, fi- like I, I was fine. I felt right as the Haven't rain. Haven't been able to taste or smell since then. No, <laughs> I have no idea. I can't breathe real well, but other than that, I'm fine. Pounding chest. This is ventilators. Heavy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Good thing I'm taking the hydroxychloroquine. There That's you right. go. Um, for food. Speaking I, of bleach in a pool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, so for food, I got, my dad gave me a grill and the reason he gave me this Excuse grill. Me? Yeah. My dad what? gave me a grill. Is like it a, level? A propane grill. Yeah. It's level. Okay. It's a good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my dad and his grills. But he gives me, he gives me a oh, pro. Man, that's funny. <laughs> he gives me a propane grill and he's like, he went out and bought a whole new propane grill because the drip pan, like the drip tray in it mm-hmm. was all. Um, corroded. corroded. And so he's like, ah, he buy he buys a, he buys what? a whole, he what? buys a whole new grill. He buys a whole new grill because the the drip tray was corroded. Like like I mean it was like rusted through. So I was you like, can just replace I, it. Though. I, that's exactly. I was like, you could just replace it. And then like all of a sudden that became his thought. He was like, he told Lex, he's like, oh, I'm giving you a grill, but you can just replace the drip tray. Like he hadn't considered it before. And then when I said it, he was like, oh yeah, that's, that's just all you have to do. Classic <laughs> Ron. <laughs> well, I mean maybe he just wanted a new grill. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> so for fifty bucks, I put a drip tray in. And then earlier this week, we had I did pork chops and. Hmm. You're a big pork chop guy. I love pork chops, man. Like real thick. I got one. Yeah, you I gotta got them get the Sam's ones. Club yeah. and they were chewy. <laughs> chewy. Oh, burn. Dude, they were so good. <laughs> well, all you eat is like freaking hot pockets. <laughs> Very so, soft. You, you, I, I do not take your critiques with a group. I take them with a grain of salt. I haven't had a hot pocket for like a few weeks. Okay. So. Mr. Mr. Well, it's funny because I just had one never. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that's my good, bad, my food. I, I made, I made great pork. I thought they were great. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's the scent, but well, they were good. They were just a little, chewy. Little, little chewy. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Thanks All for right. joining. Um, you got it. <laughs> you got it. I guess I'll go next. <laughs> um, glad Ethan didn't eat any of my food this week. Man, uh, <laughs> well, room. only if it's chewy. Do you got to worry about that? So you guys know me. I like to start out with my bad first because I don't like to dwell on it. But um, bad is like I have a couple friends just going through some stuff, mm. and like mm. it's just mm. uh, it's really weighing on me. And uh, and I know some of them listen, so I just want them to know that I love them sure. so much. But it's just it's just a weight. Like mm-hmm. you know, you just want them to well, be good. And you're rejoicing with those who rejoice, and you're mourning with those that mourn. And you mourn well with people. You join people very well. And so. If it's who I think it is, if it's what I think it, it is, is in some way, yeah. you know, yeah, that's heavy stuff, man. Yeah. And and you you really absorb that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so there's that. Um, and sometimes like that's like I, I think when you start to get good at actually mourning for other like you really do feel mm-hmm. like, yeah. like you know what I mean. That like, is you, the drawback. That is the drawback. <laughs> You're like, Ugh. can I need comfort? I'm doing something so, real good. Can somebody right? comfort me now, please. This is real good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my bad. The mm. good is, man, since we've been off for two weeks, you, Brian, you just reminded me, we had Easter, we had mm. so much fun Mag- with Maggie uh, Easter morning, which was really, we really did it Saturday morning, but we'll go into that, but Easter morning here was great. She was so excited. We hit her Easter basket, and she had to go find it, and that was really fun. Um, but then this past weekend, 
I went disc golfing. Yeah, you did. Nice. To my favorite disc golf course up in Marine State Park. Mm-hmm. And I played horribly <laughs> and I had a great wow. time. Fantastic. I did. I didn't play well. I did not play well, and I and I didn't expect myself to play well. Um, I'm looking for the live. I was gonna say, well, remember on that? Yeah. No, no. 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 I mean, I had a couple good throws in there, but like no. my score was <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but it's uh, a great. I love that course. It's a great course, course. and like I, I haven't been able to play a course like that. Like I've gone out and played Monrovia and whatnot, but I haven't been able to play a big course like that because my foot. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, this past weekend I got both of our mo- lawn mowers going, and I cut the lawns and then I did that and I played drums. So like my foot was totally done after this weekend, but I was so excited that I could go out and do that. And that was, it just felt so good to go out and walk around in nature. Cause I feel like I haven't done that in, in like two months. Did you guys get rained on? No. Three no. drops. Yeah. It was like, it started to kind of sprinkle on our way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was perfect timing. It was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, Food wise, um, I made some New York strip steak tonight, mm-hmm. and was I it made chewy. It. No, <laughs> it was not. But I mean, I, I should have Ethan try it just to make sure. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so then we find out is 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 Ethan just really mean about food, or is Brian <laughs> in fact bad at grilling? <laughs> right. Ethan could be some kind of food connoisseur. I don't know. You don't know. Um, it's but the, so I, I made this recipe. It was this uh, recipe for steak. Well, it was. It came with this uh, sauce that I made for the noodles. For that I made some zucchini noodles with it, yeah. and it was this lemon soy sauce, all kinds of stuff in it. And the the last bit of the directions on the recipe is like you just put the steak back into the pan real quick, coat it with the sauce. And then take it out. Oh. Um, and that sauce was really good. And the steak was really good. Noodles were not. Like, too mm. much of that sauce was just, like, it was too salty. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? But um, but the steak was really, really good. The steak came out really good. I can't wait to eat that again. Not not too much. In and it. they provided the zucchini noodles, which I, I don't know why. But no, I'm actually. Glad. So, I was actually kind of disappointed with the. Wait, what do you mean provided the noodles? Well, was it like a meal kit or was it? No, I, I uh, meal lime, the worst name there after in the world. <laughs> meal lime, meal lime. We yeah, we you buy lime. your own ingredients and then so you, you didn't make buy it. your own zucchini noodles. But I did. I bought the the. I don't know if you've seen it, but the zucchini nests. Nests. At, uh, <laughs> Least at, cool thing you've <laughs> ever said. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what they're called. Uh, but they're at Sam's. They're frozen. They're just these little. They look like little nests. Like a of bird's zucchini. N- a bird's nest. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah huh. Made out of zucchini. Sounds delicious. <laughs> no, because I feel like they, like, <laughs> it's, it's just no. weren't. The steak was awesome. No. It's the worst nest you've ever eaten in your life. <laughs> yeah. Of all the nests I've eaten in my life. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. That's just. But was it, were they chewy? The steak was not chewy. The noodles were just. Mushy. Uh, salty. Salty. Mush. Watery. Yeah. That's and that's one of those things. Like I like, I hate the whole replace pretend food. Yes, yes. <laughs> I hate replacing like vegetables for pasta. I just lo- like I love pasta and mm-hmm. like the whole the whole like zucchini noodle thing or you know the best one is spaghetti squash. But even but then, even then, it's like I just want spaghetti. Mm. You know, I get it's healthy. I get blah 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 blah. Actually, I had spaghetti tonight for dinner. Yeah, with real noodles. <laughs> Whatever. 
<laughs> it's chewy. Anyhow, um, <laughs> Michael Savage, I used to listen to every once in a while, and he said, Savage Nation. And he would say, you know, back before pasta, back when uh, pasta was just spaghetti. Mm. And he talks right. about the old days, and it's like, good yeah. point. Like, yeah. It used to just be spaghetti. It's <laughs> yeah, all it was. Right. Well, it is funny because tonight in the house, Lex is gluten free, so she's getting this. Um, I don't even, I can't remember what it's made of, but it's not spaghetti. So there's t- two lentils. Something like that, yeah. Lentils, so two, get lentil two, pasta. Two different types of pasta, even in our house on this very night going on. So even lentil, it's like what, like rice noodle? It's like no, it's like a bean. Bean. What's well, a lentil? Other lentil? Yeah, okay. It's like a lentil. <laughs> it's like a lentil, <laughs> right. right? It's like a bean, but, but it's a bean. And well, anyhow, before we go down pasta lane, right, right, too far, because I'm like, well, spaghetti is actually the shape. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, let me tell you, uh, the reason, well, one of the reasons why we didn't have a podcast last week is that Rachel and I went away, and. Um, you know, we were joking. We said before we decided to have children, uh, which lately Joe's been saying that he was a mistake. And I'm like, no, what? no. And he's like, no, wasn't I a mistake? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> you know, but before that, we went to Jamaica. It was two years after mm. we were married and we called it the goodbye to us mm-hmm. vacation mm-hmm. because once you have kids, eh, everything changes. And so this was the uh, welcome back to us. Mm. Uh, which is kind of funny. Two days in Pimatuming versus a week in Jamaica. <laughs> right. It's kind of what happens after you have three kids. But it was so much fun. And it was a combination of disc golf and quiet. We were in a cabin with no cell phone reception, no Wi-Fi. You had pretty good weather. Nothing. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was 70 degrees. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we went to two different sort of dive bars for dinner the two nights. And the first night was, you know, you're looking for that hole in the wall. The place has got the good greasy burger and everybody's a little bit weird. And they're all there for themselves, but they don't care that you walked in. That was not the place yeah. the first <laughs> night. The waitress was very happy to see us. But, boy, I, I can't. You want to talk about a chewy steak. It had nothing to do. I mean, there's prime. And then there is choice. Uh Then there is select. Mm -hmm. There's got to be six more levels Mm -hmm. until you got to this mediocre, mediocre fest. Like it was a porterhouse. (laughs) So the porterhouse has a fillet on one side and a New York strip on the other. Uh I couldn't figure out which was which because, like, normally the fillet is nice and soft. Yeah, and you get some gristle when you get close to the bone. Or far away, <laughs> so that place was a strikeout. But the next night, uh, we had some good food, and, and both they had times more were than fun. they had more than one dive bar in Pimatuming. Oh yeah, eh, the other one was more. Yeah, no, the other one was maybe just a bar. Uh huh. First one was a dive bar. This was just a bar. A bar, but it was fine. Um, but no, that's the good. We just had had the greatest time and a fire awesome. and the car and fish jumping out of the water mm-hmm. like all over the place and getting to see a beaver swim by and wow, sweet. It was a lot of fun and just good to be with my bride and play Yahtzee and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. We had to go to the dollar store because we didn't bring any games and mm-hmm. so we bought Yahtzee and a deck of cards. We know how to have fun. That's a blast. The that's bad blast. is, you know, I meet. I've said this before. I meet with a lot of people. I talked about meeting with Maggie from Ghana and how much fun that is and everything else but boy part of my job also is is dealing with some people who are in some mm-hmm. tight spots right and i've had a few people in this last week who are in some tight spots yeah and it's just it you know like eric you said part of it is when you really comfort somebody it takes something out of you mm-hmm. and even that for me is an honor and i'm happy yeah, to do that absolutely um but some people put up such a wall yeah that you there's no emotion to join mm-hmm and so you're trying, but they're not there. And so the one person I met with, it was one of those times where, you know, I'm praying the whole time I'm meeting with them. And I'm like, God, what do they need? What do they need? How, what are they feeling? What do they need? And, and I just said, listen, you're worthy. You know, all this that mm. you've gone through, 
you know, you didn't deserve this and you're worthy of having the life that you desire hmm. because you're a good girl and you're, you're, you're somebody that, you know, that your parents should be proud of and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the tears started streaming down her face. And, and I, and it was just so funny. It's that moment when you're just like honored to be there and mm-hmm. you are so burdened for this person. And then further back, you're like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I still got yeah i mean i'm so sorry (laughs) but it just and then but then on the other hand the people that are just completely you know like dude why am i meeting with you if you're not going to tell me what's up yeah you called me to meet with you and you're telling me everything's fine well uh, that's not true and i know that and, and i know everything's not fine so not only can I not join them in their emotion, not only can I not help them, yeah, you've kind of wasted my time. Yeah, and I'm now you're going mad. And yeah. I'm going to build a relationship yeah. with you because maybe next time. Right. You right. know, again, I right. teach, you only give some, but you only join them where they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I didn't think you were this far back, but right. and it's just frustrating. So that's been a bad thing. And I got bit by a tick when we were disc golfing, which I always mock Ben because he always has six ticks on him every time we go disc golf. <laughs> even if we go out to something and he's not even there, yeah. he gets, he the, gets the ticks that we yes. would have gotten. And he wasn't with us. Right. So I think that was the uh, point. Uh, mm. But uh, so I'm on antibiotics oh, and all that kind of fun stuff. But food-wise, you know, I've been doing the carnivore thing. And people think it's more than it is. But, like, it's literally just I eat a steak every night. I mean, I just don't eat vegetables and grains. But I uh, I took my Tuesday night chicken rub that I use for Tuesday night chicken, and I was like looking at my steak, and I was like, because eh. normally I just do <laughs> salt, pepper from, you know, butter based it and garlic and thyme if it's in inside. But if I'm grilling, I don't butter base because then you have a fire. Mm. But um, so I put the the hmm. Tuesday night chicken rub on it, a little squeeze of lime on top. Mm. Well, let me tell you. Yeah. It was a party in my mouth. Yeah. It was lovely. It had a little side of avocado. Yes, it's not an animal, but it's a simple fat. It's, mm. I could explain the biology of it, but I won't. But uh, so it's good. And I'm happy with that. And that is my story. But my story gets better because I'm sitting next to a guy who has listened to some of the podcasts before. Mm-hmm. So that's why he'll be giving you before we get into who he is. We're going to hear how he is. We're going to hear what's good, what's bad, maybe some food. Uh, let's just hear it from Ethan. So my bad this week was I was I lifted like almost a thousand pounds last Friday. It's a big bench press. <laughs> yeah. We were taking out soil to the um, courtyard in my school to build a garden. And each of the bags were like 40 pounds each. I lifted a lot of bags. And then I had sword fighting the next day. So that was, that hurt. So you had a physical couple day and a half, two days. Yeah. Yeah. And then... What happened at sword fighting? I heard you got a big bruise. What, yeah, I don't what, know what happened. I think this big jerk, this big meaty man, mm-hmm. <laughs> was, it, was, he, guy. was he chewy? No, he, <laughs> he was. He was just. He was just hard. <laughs> Scary. He slapped me with his sword in my in my elbow, and I still have the bruise. You're welcome. Is it green? He's talking. That's me. No, He's it's talking chewy. about me. Oh, was it you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I sparred with them, and um, and, and they're like, when you're when you're there, like you you spar, you you go yeah. after them, and I went after him. Brian took out some aggression, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> clean your room. He's like, this has been 14 years coming. <laughs> so you you had you had a very physical couple days, and that's so. That's, wait, so you lifted a lot of dirt. Mm-hmm. Was anybody else helping? Yeah, as much. No. Yeah, I figured. My I man. mean, in the other class. Yeah, this dude carried like three bags at once. Yeah, but 
He Andy Mazza the uh, oh yeah Andy Mazza with the water bottle. But that's things. awesome. Yeah, helping out yeah. like that. Well, that's that, awesome. kid, that kid's nineteen though, so like that doesn't. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then my I had my friend Nick over on was it Sunday for to just to um, sleep over. I think it was Saturday night. F- yeah, Saturday Friday night. Friday night. Okay, because right, I got like home late from hockey. No, it was Saturday night. Sure, because <laughs> I was. You guys drinking? Yeah, <laughs> spiked cherries, delicious. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Um, we were sparring. Better with- start counting. <laughs> I don't have any in my house. I don't know where he's getting them. Used to. Yeah. <laughs> we were sparring with our uh, training swords that my mom and I got. And he got me pretty good on the same exact arm a few inches up. Um, like like right here. Yeah. Wait, so why is the Nick one good and I'm the bad? Like, like look at that. Are we still on the bad? Ooh. No, he's on the good now. He said yeah. his friend Nick came wow, over. Wow, that's a hit, dude. Yeah. Yes, it's pretty bad, but it didn't really hurt. It just bruised a lot, and and that's your good. No, that, you're hanging that, out with your boy Nick, or that was my bad because oh, I got still bad. More, it was, still it bad. Was like, it was like sore. On. It was no like, matter it was who like hurts him, Brian's sore. Bad. <laughs> that's bad. As long as other people hurt him, it doesn't matter if you did. <laughs> but yeah, um, my good was probably when Nick came over because we're like really close, yeah, and Nick's a good guy. Yeah, it's awesome to have good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And so that is Ethan's good and bad. Any food items? Uh, Burritos. Chewy pork. <laughs> Where'd you get a burrito? My freezer. Nice. Yeah. No hot pockets, Brian. <laughs> it's burrito season, bro. Sure. You don't even know your kid? Yeah. Well, the I thing know, is... I know him well enough to buy those burritos so that he can use the air fryer. Oh, well, there it is. I don't use the air fryer. He's oh, the microwave. Oh, man. I don't even know him. <laughs> Takes too long to air fry. <laughs> and whether Brian knows him or not, a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to get to know Ethan. And so, Ethan, in, in just your own words, you know, what is a typical day look like for Ethan? What do you do with your time? Are you big into school or do you do school to get done with it? What's your free time look like? Let him know. What is what is Ethan like? It depends on if it's Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday and Friday or Wednesday. Because Wednesday I stay home from school and it's just completely online like today. Today, there was like connection issues with yep. teams, and I wasn't able to do any work, so I just play Halo all day. Mm, I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very good thing. Yes. But if it's Monday and Tuesday, then I go, I wake up at 7.20. Uh, I get ready for school. I go to school, and then... And you didn't originally go to school when everybody went back, right? You stayed home? Yeah. What made I, you go back? Um, I just wanted to see people again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like going, like, do you prefer just going to school? Like, just going and being there? I don't really like waking up, but sure. when I'm there with my friend Jacob, it's really fun. Yeah. We got to play soccer um, yesterday. Yeah. So that was nice. And then it's like science, history, math, and then lunch, which we usually go outside for lunch. And then after is ELA. Interesting. I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah. After his ELA, she sometimes takes us out, but now we have gym, so we're going to be going out like every day, which is nice. Yeah, it's good to see the outside. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, we go down to the soccer field. And you didn't originally go back to school, but you missed people, so you go back to school. Um, was When everything got shut down last spring, how did that, you know, was it like, good, I'll stay home? Or was it sort of like, how did that affect you? And what I mean by effect is two things. Did life, for lack of a better term, suck? Because you were home all the time? Or was it like, sweet, I'm home all the time? And then also, like, with everything getting shut down and all the different things that's going on, 
mentally were you like freaked out or you sort of like oh this is weird or did you just sort of ignore the whole thing so those are the two questions how was it for you personally going through that time period maybe the first few months and how were you emotionally going through it when it first got shut down i thought it was just going to be for like two weeks like like they said but as we're still shut down mostly i'm like oh wait no we still have masks and that sucks but when it first got shut down, I was happy to stay home, but I definitely miss my friends. And I think I would still be closer to my old friend group now if it didn't get shut down. But it did get shut down. So so first, like, two weeks, you're like, all right, two-week vacation. Yeah. Play video games all day, do what I want. Yeah. 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 I feel like it didn't hit, and maybe I'm speaking for me, but, like, I I felt like last year, I mean... Yeah, it sucked. You just and they kept pushing it back, and then all of a sudden it was like, "Yeah, we're not going to be going back." And what right. broke my heart was he, Ethan's been all about the musicals. Yeah, you know, and he was he was in um, he was in a musical last year. We had to cram it in the day before the shut before they shut everything down. You know, it was just like instantly all the parents are called up and it's like, hey, if you don't see this right now it's tonight, now or never. it's now or never. And you're and, and at the time you're like, well, this is stupid. Maybe they'll do maybe they'll do another run in two weeks whenever everything right. opens back up. But then to know this year that he didn't even have a chance to to really do that because they weren't. You know, mm. I mean, I know the high school's doing one, but. And and it is like he said that what what breaks my heart for him is that friend group that that they were they had a lot of tight you know they were they were tight and to see that kind of dissolve and just like a lot of other aspects of society you know yeah it got, everything got shut down on the opening night of our musical right so like one more day yeah and yeah. and how, how do you how did because that's that's a huge weekend for you that's like you revolve your your year around that weekend. As There's so a, much preparation uh, for it. Right, yeah. right. You prepared so hard and so much. And, and then, so, okay, yeah, it sucks that the whole weekend's shut down and you don't get that experience where you go out afterwards and, you know, you have that whole experience. But now looking back on it, does it hurt even more to know that, you know, that happened? And um, how do you see that now, like in hindsight? I hate it because I love acting and I love dressing up and playing characters like in the musical, I don't like singing in front of people, so I'm probably gonna be mostly plays mm-hmm. in high school because I can still like dress up and act characters and stuff like that, but I don't have to sing in front of people. And I like plays yeah. better too. Yeah, yeah. So other than other than school stuff, how how else do you fill your time and fill your day? Um, I usually play. PlayStation with my with Nick, we usually play Warzone or Apex, something mm-hmm. like that. And in a, in a lot of cases right now, I think this is true with a lot of kids is that they have found that the, since they can't be in person, having friend groups that online, I know was very essential for you. You know, at, at a at a certain point in time, like yeah. you know when you realize we're not going back to school again. You know, for your eighth, you know, start of your eighth grade year. I know that that was a big thing for you to 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 have those friends there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ethan, tell me, is there a similarity between the fact that you like to? You said I like to dress up. I like to play characters. I like to act, uh-huh. and that's a passion of yours. And we just talked about your other passion is video games, uh-huh. where you play characters 
and you do things that you don't normally do. Yeah. Do you think there's a correlation between them? Do you think there's like a thread that runs through both of those things? And what is it about that that's appealing to you? Maybe because like I love games like Halo and Call of Duty, but I'm not into like open world survival games. And I think I just love like action games because they're really fun. And what's fun about it? Um, like the campaign modes with stories. I love lore, stuff like that. I'm very into lore about Destiny, Halo, stuff like that. Yeah, you are. Star yeah. Wars, MCU. You, I mean, you're I'm, very, a, I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> you're not that but, big. But I think to, 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 like, to Jay's point, is there, is there something about playing another role or um, having a, a, you know, a, a kind of an alternate adventure that's, that's exciting to you? Yes, because it's not this reality mm. and... Mm. I don't. I don't have like masks and restrictions and stuff. I can do. There's a freedom mm. that comes with both. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you find a lot of freedom in different in in those alternate realities mm-hmm. apart from this reality here. Yes, because mm-hmm. superpowers and mm-hmm. just a bunch of good stuff. Right. And would you say there's a freedom of expression in those situations as well? Because you get to just be outside. You know, like Rachel has talked about she doesn't like attention, which everybody thinks is hilarious because mm-hmm. Rachel is such a big character. And Amy Hammond doesn't like attention, right. but she sings up front at church. Mm-hmm. Bella doesn't like attention, except she loves to act. You know, is there a freedom in, well, I'm in a role so I can I can express myself. I can I can go out, but it's all under the cover of this character. Yeah. And like, I don't really... My fifth grade year was really tough because I didn't, I wasn't able to do like a lot of video games that I can now and like musicals and stuff. Fifth grade was my hardest year because I got bullied a lot. Mm. But as I started getting into musicals and more advanced video games, I started being able to like play those roles and I wasn't really getting bullied as much for some reason. I'm not sure. And maybe that's why I love all that stuff so much because you found yourself in communities that didn't weren't as conducive to bullying yes i found my like my boys and also you're really good at what you do if you're it, whether you're you're doing your musical or whether especially with video games um so i think there's also a confidence in that where you can be whatever you want and you mm-hmm. know that you're really good at it yeah and so even if somebody does try to bully you you can you can just rub it off because you know that you know you, you know who you are in in those roles. Yeah, and I think probably in real life that's that's a big challenge for you. And you know, it's a, and and honestly, not you, not just you, but a lot of people. You know, and, and and I think we do sometimes try to escape to those alternate realities so that we where we feel comfortable, so that when we are bullied or when there is adversity in those alternate realities, eh, it's fine. But we're not able to necessarily maybe do that here in our day to day. Something like that. Well, and I celebrate the fact that you very affectionately say my boys. Yeah. I got my boys. I got my Nick. I got my whatever the name is. Jacob. Jacob. Sorry. (laughs) That you've got those people now because if all you did, and this happens, I would, you tell me more than not. How many guys do you play games, video games with online that that is their world? That there is no boys or their only boys are online. You know, they're not friends in school. They're not coming over to hang out overnight. Yeah, I got a lot of friends from like Canada and I don't know where the other one is, but we've been friends for like three or four years and we still play together a lot. And I play with like Eric, I play with people in 3DR 
And when I joined 3DR, it was very fun because I found more boys and then I became a part of their community and I play a lot with them now. Mm -hmm. And 3DR for everybody is a video game ministry. Is that a fair way to say it? Platform? Ministry. Where people can play video games and it's not... the. And for those of you who are watching and listening and aren't aware, I mean, video games have progressed a lot uh, in this connected world. And there's a lot of dark stuff and Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff you don't want any part of Mm -hmm. as an adult. Right. Let alone a 14-year-old young man. Um, Yeah. And so 3DR offers them a uh, a very clean and positive pro-social environment mm-hmm. in which to game. Safe ha- a safe haven, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ethan, for some of your friends, whether they be the people like, you know, and that's what I think older people don't even begin to realize. He just said, I've got a friend for two or three years from Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, and not like it's a friend. Like, you talk to him. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're online. You know his story, everything else. And he may or may not have other people. Of your friends that are your boys. And that's the... Sort of the answer to the bullying is you, you found a, a safe place where you're accepted and where you belong and there's people like you and you can lift each other up. Of those guys, for the average, you know, guy in your, in your group, how much do they ever talk about like life outside of the immediate? The immediate is hey, today sucked. Today was awesome. That game was good. That game was awesome. Is there ever deeper or real conversations in your world? Yeah, there is. Um, and don't name names, by the way. You're yeah, like, you know, oh, Frank, he just <laughs> killed his mother last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friend just got a new job opportunity down in wherever he lives. And he was like, oh, that's really awesome. And he, they talked about that a lot in the voice chat the other day. And is that a adult? S- almost. Okay, so late teen. Yeah, I'm I'm friends with more um, older people than people my age. First, I don't know why. Like older teen. Yeah. yeah. And then like more adults, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Senior citizens, a lot of gamers in <laughs> yeah. Seneca Place. Right. <laughs> They're clean language. They talk about the wars and he's like, oh, you were in them. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> he's like, why are you using that weapon? Back in my day. <laughs> like, oh, I learned so much from you, Charlie. <laughs> Do they have other people in their world as much? And I'm, now I'm talking more close to home, like your boys at mm-hmm. school and stuff like that. Do they have people to talk to? Like, do they say like, you know, like you've got your dad, you got your mom, you got Eric, you got me, you got people in your life that in a dark moment you can go to, or hopefully at any moment you can go to your, you know, but do, would you say that is the average junior high school, almost high school student, do you think they go through a lot of, for lack of a better term, aloneness? It depends on what part. Of it depends on what group you're in. If you're in the popular kids, then probably no. But if you're in like my class, I guess, then a little bit. But if you're in the outcasts, then definitely. Isn't that amazing? Wow. That's an amazing statement, and I appreciate your honesty. Um, and I'm so excited to tell you how wrong you are, um, because I will tell you probably the most alone people are the popular ones. Are the popular ones? Oh. Yeah, because they put on that happy face and they put down and they bully anybody they can, and socially, of course, right? It's the other ones who do the actual real life bullying. Um, but that's an incredible statement mm-hmm. and breaks my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because you do not say that you are part of the, and I know there's the popular crowd that everybody knows, and I get it. And I'm, you know, my kids aren't exactly uh, super old, um, but yeah, so that's quite the statement. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like nothing's changed. 
Like that's like one thing that like I feel like that's that's been the same way for a long time. You get the popular, you get the jocks, you get the nerds, you right? Get the, yeah, and and I just like it. It kind of, it does break my heart because I know like those kids like mm-hmm. you know it looks like they're not alone and it looks like they have it all and it looks like they have all the friends that they would ever want. But like I can tell you, nine times out of ten, they're alone and I don't say scared, but like they just you know hyper aware of their social standing. Yeah. And never allowed to be themselves. Right. Exactly. Whereas the outcasts, and I'm not pointing at you, but I'm pointing at you because you said outcasts, mm-hmm. because you're not an outcast. But the outcasts, some of them, not all of them, are some of the most, you know, they have the most, and I say this in the most socially appropriate way, intimate relationships with their friends mm-hmm. and with their family, and they know who they are. <laughs> like, we're just and, out here. And everybody looks looks down on them like, mm-hmm. oh, you're that, you know, and they're like, yeah, that's who I am. Right. And right. I'm yeah. perfectly cool with that. And they accept that, and they're confident and fine with that. Right. 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 And I would even say, like, you know, with you've said you got your boys, you got your crew. Um, like, that's awesome to have because there's a lot of people that don't feel like they have somebody in, in the peer at a peer level mm-hmm. that, like, you can trust and go to and and not feel alone. Because um, I feel like if you're a popular kid, you're not going to go and you're going to share, like, some embarrassing thought. But you would go and do that with one of your boys. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if something happened to you, like, life changes, mm-hmm. body changes, things happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're not going to talk about that in the public because you could be looked at real weird. Well, and then it all comes crumbling down. So it's all on the surface. And yeah. not to take away from Ethan's thunder there, but, like, you, you, you're a pastor. You see people come to church and, like, everything's fine. You know, they have this pressure to be a certain person, and they're probably in the popular circle of whatever they're doing and so they everything's fine you know but they're so alone they're so hurting and and if they would just let that guard down you would see how alone that they are you know Mm -hmm. so it's human nature well this even you know ethan i used to work with young life which was a ministry reaches out to high school students the most alone people i ever ran into were my um, biggest donors they're the most successful people they were mm-hmm. the business owners, the CEOs, and all that stuff. And either people kissed their rear ends and mm-hmm. told them everything was fine or just avoided them. Mm-hmm. And they would love the fact that I would just go and talk with them. Like, I wouldn't right. talk to them about anything. Um, but I think it, it's more raw and ruthless at the at the high school slash junior high Oof. level. Like, we pretend, we learn to be fake as adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas junior high, it's like, nope. I'm that's a, where you're I'm, learning to be fake or learning to figure out who you are. And that's brutal. Right. You're shedding your skin in a new way every single day, I feel like. So besides getting bullied in fifth grade, which still does break my heart, and I hate that, what was harder? Elementary school, junior high? Because in junior high for Penn Hills, you know, there's fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Which period? So say late elementary, early junior high, and now you're present junior high. What, what was the most challenging time to get through? Definitely elementary. Really? Yeah, middle school has been really easy for me. Hmm. Yeah. And elementary stopped for you at fourth or fifth? Fifth. Uh, all right. Because they moved it up to fifth and they moved it back down. So I didn't know which was which. Well, in elementary, too, I mean, he's a little bit diff- off the beaten path because he never went. He didn't go to Penn Hills oh, at all. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. He that's had right. he, homeschooling, then cyber school, and then he did charter school. So there was that progression, you know. Never had a home. 
Right. It's, yeah. Wow. I feel like high school is going to be awesome and for it, you because junior high was awful. And it's so weird because, like, from a parent <laughs> perspective, we're like, we got, like, I went to Penn Hills. I, like, I hated middle school. Middle school I hated, is the worst. I hated Linton. It's the worst. And, and, and like, part of me as the parents, like, I know Penn Hills. I don't want to send my kids to Penn. And, like, it's been, like, the best thing for him. So, mm. wait, what grade are you going into now? Ninth. Ninth. And you will you be at the high school for that? Yeah. Yep. yep. Now, there was a change from ninth grade to tenth grade. Mm-hmm. Back in back in murder, mm-hmm. but like it was like that boom. summer, everybody grew up. Yeah, like there, everybody matured. Something there, happened. There wasn't like this, like step like the stuff that you're talking about with like the popular kids. Like mm-hmm. those lines weren't as clear yeah. anymore, and like things people were just more understanding, and like nothing was perfect. You still had your popular kids that were you know douchebags and all that, but like you know they're. The, the, like I said, those lines just weren't as harsh as, as as they were in junior high. Well, if we may now take the focus for 30 seconds away from Ethan, but Ethan, I want to hear your input on this. You know, in all my years of young life, the old model, and I mentioned this at church on Sunday, was, hey, if you go to a new school, if you can build a relationship with the quarterback and the cheerleader, mm-hmm. every other kid in that school is going to follow. Because, you know, in the 50s and 60s, for that matter, you know, you had the jocks, you had the nerds who were the smart kids. And, you know, you had the burnouts Mm -hmm. and that was about it. You had Mm -hmm. three different groups of people. And then within it, when each group, you had those who led the groups, those who were in the middle and those who barely qualified to even be in those groups. Mm -hmm. And what has happened in the last now 30 years is there is now so many different social stratifications. Mm -hmm. You know, if I said to you, hey, what about the greasers there, Ethan? You'd be like, (laughs) I don't know. You know, there's the druggies. Okay, well, which druggies? Are they Mm -hmm. just the potheads? Are they the guys that do the, you know, the glue and whatever else? And then there's the gamers. Or are they this kind of gamers or that kind of gamers? And Mm -hmm. then there's the this the band kids the band kids is its own world. Not Mm -hmm. always was. That was maybe the fourth. Hilarious. That was maybe the fourth entry. You know, it was yeah. It was, you know, the jocks, Just the theater nerds. music band was all that. The performing arts. Yeah, folks. performing arts would be. But one now bucket. there's many different groups. Like if I actually did find how many different groups of kids are there in the school, mm-hmm. would it be over five? Probably. Over 10? Probably. And then within each one is the Some most groups. popular kid. Right. And the least popular and that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, I think that the internet, social media, chat you know comment sections have changed so much the way that we interact and those hierarchies because anybody can say anything to anybody you know and like anything it's just it it becomes a level playing field and if you have the wit if you have the snark if you have the moves you can you can anonymity yeah and and you have the anonymity you can you can be on the same level as anybody without really knowing like what their background is what their age is and that's a weird dichotomy yep I heard a comedian say the problem with the internet is you can't punch somebody in the face through it. <laughs> Unfortunately. True. And there's enough times in life where I've said bad things and gotten punched in the face, the comedian said. And I realized I shouldn't have said yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, to, uh, for lack of a segue, but as you go through life and you go through what you've gone through both in life, but in coming to church and hearing about emotional needs, I don't know if you know it or not, but you've learned a ton about emotional needs far more than your average 40 year old mm-hmm. let alone 14 year old 
what, what is it that about emotional needs and comfort and whatnot? What has stuck with you? When do you realize it? Is it watching TV? Is it when your friends are talking? Like when does I know you threw it in your dad's face the one time when he yelled at you about something and you said, "Stop giving me facts, logic, and reason, Dad," <laughs> which is amazing. He was very proud. Amazing. It was brilliant on your part because you got to yell at your dad and have him be proud about it. <laughs> and I was like, <sighs> slow clap. Yeah. But uh, where does it impact your life? I don't really understand that question. I appreciate your honesty. Um, do you find yourself, if somebody is sad, somebody's upset at school, do you find yourself answering in a way that joins them and makes them feel better? Or do you try to fix them? Um, does that ever occur to you? I usually try to do it to make them feel better. And just joining them in their emotion? Yeah. Which is what the, the definition of comfort. I mean, you've heard me say rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn mm -hmm. more than once or twice. Yeah. And then do you ever give advice and then be like, well, that wasn't it at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny because that's one of the things I've, I've learned is we teach people how to respond emotionally. You know, you'll, your friend will come to you and be like, oh, man, I just got an A on my test. You're like, I know. I got an A on this test and this test. And you walk away and you're like, oh, I stole a story. My bad. And we realize it, especially when people are that way to us. Yeah. Um, I, and I, th I think that, you know, I've, I've certainly seen it from him. Um, in the interactions with his sister Abby, you know, there's times where it's quite a unique relationship. It's it's a they have a great relationship. Sometimes it drives me nuts, um, <laughs> but you know, I, there's times where it's like I have to let them develop this. Like I can't just jump in, jump down their throats because I want to see how because they both know about this, you mm -hmm. know, and 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 Ethan and there's been times with with Alexis where he's responded to her very very well and what she's needed mm. in that moment because he gets it. He I mean he 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 gets the idea of it. Um, which for somebody that's 14 to eat this, even be in the wheelhouse is it's what, what an advantage in life to be able to, to, to be able to, to, to apply it and to understand it. Uh, and, and you're just getting started, man. You know, as you get older, as you go through jobs, as you go through relationships, you're going to be able to connect with somebody in such a much different way than anybody else on your level. So you should pay us lots of money whenever you make more, because you know, we've given you all <laughs> And you'll always be aware of when you can do better. Do better. That's mm -hmm. right. Do better. That is correct. I have a do better. Go ahead, Jay. Can we hear it, Jay? Thank you. Uh, Dateline Santo Domingo. Mafia fugitive. By the way, mafia. Ugly word. Mm -hmm. Ugly word. Mm -hmm. Caught after YouTube cooking show accidentally reveals his identity. A mafia fugitive couldn't take the heat, so he went to the kitchen. Hey oh, but that's exactly how Mark Farron Claude Bert got caught after spending. Wait, wait, what's his name? Mark Farron Claude Bert. That's a mafia guy. Hey, he's a oh, soft guy. Sound Italian. He got caught after spending. Why? Oh. 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 Hey, Traditionally speaking, whoa, <laughs> got caught after spending seven years on the run. Uh, Bjart was hiding from national authorities for alleged drug trafficking, alleged, but was tracked down and arrested in the Dominican Republic on Wednesday. So wait a minute. He was hiding. Yeah, yeah. But he was publishing videos of himself on YouTube. Well, let me read on. The 53-year-old man was found nearly 5,000 miles away from his hometown of Rome based on a cooking YouTube channel he launched with his wife. 
Law enforcement officer, officer <laughs> oh, excuse me, law enforcement officials were clued in that the YouTube channel belonged to Biart since the chef reviewed food while never revealing his face. Uh, smart. Smart. Thank you, Ethan. The body parts that were viewable, however, <laughs> revealed the mysterious chef had tattoos that matched what authorities had on record for the escaped mm, mafia. Oh, not smart. Man. <laughs> That's our new segment. Smart, smart. 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 Not, not smart. smart. <laughs> so you would say he could. Wow. Biart could do better. Yeah. This person can do better. Uh, man busted smuggling dozens of live birds. In, Down his pants. In hair curlers. Ah. I know. Close. At JFK Airport. Where were the hair curlers? Wait, what were they smuggling? <laughs> Live birds. Live through an birds? Air, through, J, through JFK, dude. JFK is in a, hair an curlers? insane airport. Read on. How big yeah. are the curlers? The bird, the bird, th this bird brain. Very small birds. This bird brain <laughs> failed to fly under the radar. They were finches. Uh, but this is a great first, first sentence. This bird brain, bird brain failed to fly under the radar. A smuggler redefining flying cheap. Cheap is in C-H-E-E-P. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> gosh. This is a great article. After no. getting busted Sunday at J John F. Kennedy International Airport with 29 live birds concealed inside hair rollers. The 26-year-old Georgetown, Guyana native was en route to New Jersey. What a tragedy. When U.S. Customs and Border Protection uncovered the finches during a luggage inspection. Um, Didn't know we were smuggling finches, bro. I, yeah, why? Uh, yeah. I don't get it. Another bird brain attempted to smuggle whopping 70 finches through JFK Airport in 2018. What are we doing? I don't know. Um, so anyways, this guy. That, that, it's it's interesting. This, but guy, this, guy, this guy. He needs to do better. Do better, finches. I have a can't do better. What would that be? Uh, one of our good friends that sits down at the table occasionally, Matt Moran. Matt Moran. Is uh, raising awareness and uh, he's raising some money um, for Autism Awareness and Acceptance Month um, in support of Highlands Hospital Regional Center for Autism. And he would like people to know that out of 41,742 children ages 5 to 24, in Fayette County, approximately 444 will have some form of autism based on current medical statistics. This is affecting children in our country in epidemic proportions and occurrences are predicted to increase in the next five years. So he is raising money. He's a great guy and he's going to be streaming tomorrow on Twitch. Um, and for those of you who are not aware, Twitch is a streaming platform. There you go. Streaming platform for video games. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, he's just raising uh, money for autism. I think he's awesome. And uh, we'll post the link in our show notes. And uh, if you feel called, please uh, donate to the cause. Ethan, Thank you, my man. man, any final words? Wisdom? What's it like to be a 14-year-old? Interesting. boy. <laughs> Brian, would you take us out of here, please? I sure will. So that is it for episode 109. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, please do take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. Bye. 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 He slapped me with his sword. We can get this up. I mean, I go hard on the weekends anyway. I hate the whole replace pretend food yes no he, he was he was just he was just hard
You know, Frank, he just killed his mother last <laughs> week. <laughs> Didn't know we were smuggling finches, bro.